think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And we are back. Taylor and Joe are back with the WFNY Browscast preview show. Uh, it's been a couple weeks uh, since Taylor's been getting married and all that. So, uh, Taylor, how you been doing? And uh, how was the wedding? Um, the wedding was great. Um, the ne- wedding was great. It was great to have everyone here and get to celebrate all that and then go on the honeymoon. I'm glad that I missed the Ravens game. That sounded like it was frustrating. Yeah, I listened to it on the radio, so I, I didn't. I didn't bear the full brunt of having to deal with that one. But um, you know, it was it was it was kind of nice to check out for a little while, uh, not having to be around the week after we let the Browns lose their fourth straight game was was kind of nice. I was I was on a cruise ship. I, I I couldn't be any further, any more disconnected, unless I was in space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad you had a great time, and uh, we're happy we're back here. And uh, it's been a, quite a while, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, we were just talking about it. Like, I missed the the lead up to the Ravens game. I missed the the recap lead up to the Bengals game. The recap. Then we had a bye. Yeah. So I've been gone for four weeks now. So long. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the uh, WFNY Brownscast, uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Gilbert. This is Taylor Jedzerzak. Um, we're also presented by Underdog Fantasy. For the first time, depositors enter in the code WFNY at checkout, and Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Underdog has is a great uh, platform to get tired of the DFS salary system. There are tons of great uh, game types and drafts every night of the week for every sport. Don't forget, use WFNY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. Um, so uh, before we kind of head into this week, uh, I know you've been off, so you haven't been able to kind of lay out what you've been thinking, but um, what, what you're thinking kind of coming out of this buy and where this Browns team is kind of sitting right now? Um, I'd say that for a team that lost four straight, um, they're, they're not, they're in a better place than you'd expect. Uh, obviously kicking the hell out of your, one of your rivals the week before a buy helps. Um, I can't imagine if the, if the score had been flipped, I can't imagine what the discourse would have been the last couple of weeks. Um, but you know, we avoided that and the, the Browns played to avoid that. And now you have three weeks to decide um, whether or not the last four or five games, the last six games of the season mean anything. So, yeah, yeah, I'm basically at that too. Um, it's three or they're three and five, and they're still not out of it. Uh, two and one in the division is crucial right now. So that's kind of that's. Getting those two wins over Pittsburgh and Cincinnati was huge. 
Um, so I, yeah, it's it's on the brink. Like it could go either way. The next three games will kind of tell the story of what what the rest of the year will be. But um, yeah, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling as bad as I was coming out of coming out of that four game losing streak. Um, hopefully the defense is starting to kind of turn it around here because they played two ex- really, really good games in the last two games. Yeah. And the offense continues to kind of play well uh, when they're running the ball. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how these next three games go um, because it might be the ball game. If, if, they, if they do well, they're back and they're still in it. And if they don't do well, uh, yeah. Might be time to look to next year. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the 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 thing with the four game losing streak is that it, it was it was doubly frustrating in that you basically threw two games away. Mm-hmm. The one game you got killed, but uh, the black magic voodoo devil stuff that <laughs> Belichick has over the Stefanski offense continued. So, but. You know, listening on the radio and trying to get some kind of feel for, I mean, obviously a loss is going to change how people view view the game, but it didn't seem like the energy was bad around the team after the Ravens game. It felt like they'd found some stuff. They just didn't win. And then that translates into being up 25, nothing on the, the best team in the division. Air quotes. Right. Um, uh, in the third quarter of a Monday night football game. So, like, the team is obviously still invested. You're still there. You're playing a team this week that doesn't play defense but has every bit of offensive firepower to make, yeah. to make all the things that ruined the first five games of the season come, to, come back to life. Right. So... Yeah, yeah, and that's a good transition, kind of going to the Miami Dolphins, kind of examining what kind of what their strengths and weaknesses are. They're six and three heading into this game. Uh, they hey, wanted a shootout against the Chicago Bears last week, which yeah, was, giving up thirty-two points to the Bears is <laughs> normally not very good. Right? Yeah, it's uh, that was a weird game to watch, but uh, six and three, um, as you said. Uh, Offense. This is built on the offense, uh, explosive offense. Probably two of the fastest receivers in the league are on their on their uh, team in uh, Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill. Just just um, looking up some stats real quick. Those two right now. Let me do some quick math. Are 123 receptions for 916 yards and nine touchdowns. <laughs> And Tyreek is just having just one of his. Uh, I don't. I don't. Year. It doesn't really seem like anyone else is catching the ball. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, I don't think it have, really matters. You're right. When you have those two, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's an explosive offense. Um, Tua is playing pretty well um, after coming off the concussion. He's playing pretty well. Um, He's playing. He's playing better than he's played all his career so far. So um, he's kind of trending upwards. Uh, and then, uh, what's your what's your thought on just kind of the offense? Let's hit on the offense first here for Miami. Well, it certainly feels like they're very one dimensional. I haven't. I admit I haven't watched any Dolphins football that didn't include the 
whatever the debacle was against the Bengals earlier this season. Um, but they're obviously able to move the ball whenever they want. They are in yardage, currently ranked fifth in the league, right behind the Browns, actually. Um, they don't run the ball well. They don't have an, they haven't really needed to. That's the thing. Um, right. They, I mean, they just have so much speed that, you know, having Denzel Ward back this weekend will definitely help. But I, I just, I, I worry about the, like, the Browns defense, one of their issues has been letting guys get behind them and letting guys run free. And you can't do that with Tyreek Hill and J- Jalen Waddell. No. <laughs> that, no. Th- those, are, those are touchdowns. Yeah. Robbie yeah. Anderson, it was a touchdown. Imagine Tyreek Hill. Um, right. So, like, you're just, you're just at a point where you can't – I mean, the defense has been better. They played an offense last two weeks ago that was trying to figure out how to operate without their best receiver. They shut it down. They didn't. They didn't really allow um, allow Burrow to ever feel comfortable. That's a, that's one thing that actually the Dolphins have given up a very high pressures number. They they've allowed Tua to be pressured a lot. He just hasn't been sacked a lot. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> thanks to the guys getting open really, really quickly. Those. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the great thing about speed, man. If they can get Tyreek and uh, Waddle can get open real quickly and get the ball out. So that's uh, one of those games where if the, if the back end covers well for first, what, two, two and a half seconds, um, the Browns have a chance to get after Tua, but um, it's going to be a tough matchup there. Um, as you said, I, I definitely agree. The run game is uh, suspect at at the most. Um, they do they they did acquire uh, Wilson from um, uh, the Forty ers which um, is just so, more speed, right? Yeah, they already have the two guys on the outside plus Raheem Mostert, who's really fast. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's just like a it's just a one of the fastest offenses you'll ever see in your life. Um, not a lot of physicality. But um, when you have speed like that, you yeah. gotta make up for it. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a tough matchup there. Um, and then on their defense, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how the Browns kind of go against this defense um, because they're pretty good against the run, um, but they are just absolutely dead, horribly bad against the pass uh, this year. Um, yeah, I think if I, I last checked, they were uh, last in coverage grade uh, by PFF. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because that's not obviously how a Brissett led offense is gonna kind of try to handle it. But in in terms of this, they might have to kind of take yeah. Advantage and of I mean, we've we've seen games that Brissett has been able to throw the ball, um, right? But. Obviously, that's not where this the direction this offense wants to go most of the time. I mean, they're only averaging 208 passing yards a game. Um, definitely not at the bottom, but it's middle of the road. Like you're you're down there with the Giants and Rams. Um, oh no, that's actually defense. Let's look at offense. 
Uh, offense in the middle of the road. They're with Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray in terms of passing offense relationship. Um, and obviously the Dolphins are second to the Chiefs. So, <laughs> like, it, it's just a matter. It's a it's a contrasting of styles. I think you're going to see a lot of. I mean, I think again. I haven't watched a whole lot of Dolphins football, but I would say that the. Uh, one of the things that has come out of it is that their coach, their new offensive coach is very good at designing ways to get these guys open. Takes a lot of pages. Yeah. I imagine from how the chiefs got Tyreek Hill open. And yeah. since you have two of those guys, you know, yeah. it just makes it that much more successful. Um, they've just, I mean, their, their three losses are the three games to it didn't play basically. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that being said, uh, their their last three wins aren't exactly against world beaters, so no, yeah. I don't know what to make of them since their Bills win. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's an interesting team to kind of evaluate here. Um, two, it's going to be a battle of two really good young offensive coaches here, um, McDaniel and then uh, Stefanski. Uh, if if you want to watch modern day offenses, you kind of definitely tune into this game uh, because there's going to be some fun uh, fun play calls and uh, that kind of uh, elevates both offenses. Their play calling is aided by their, their play callers. Um, yeah, and then uh, in terms of just kind of attacking, it, I, it's basically pretty easy for the def- what, what the defense needs to do. They just can't let up giant <laughs> giant plays all day. They can't let this offense score quickly. No, I mean, even if you make them drive, right? That that that'll put pressure on them. Like, right? I mean, it's not like this offense is a world beater. They they put up a lot of points on the Ravens, but that was mostly in the fourth quarter. Um, they only put up 212 yards on the Bills in that game that they won. They mm-hmm. were out. They were more than double double outgained by. Uh, the Bills in that game. Um, let's see what they did against the Steelers. Steelers defense has been really hit or miss too. 372 yards, 16 points though. Right. Um, and they only won that game because Pickett turned the ball over three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely, it's definitely an offense that you can slow down. You can, you can kind of, hamper it if you if you make them kind of play the whole field rather than getting those kind of big burst plays from Tyreek. Yeah. From Waddle. Even yeah. some of the running backs can get can yeah. uh, long pass uh, runs. So yeah. I mean this this was a team that two weeks ago was down ten points to the Lions. So right. in right. the fourth quarter. So like I mean they're no strangers to comebacks, which obviously the Browns struggle with, but yeah, that's going to um, be, a, that's going to be, but like, it's going to be interesting. The, the, the record maybe doesn't tell the whole story. Yes. They're a six and three team, but man, have they made those games interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So one of those teams that doesn't, hasn't really just kind of blown you away with their, with their kind of play, but their record is playing well. So, We'll yeah, it's how, kind of, it's kind of like the, the Vikings of the AFC. Like, <laughs> That's a good good comp there. 
That is a very good cap. Um, yeah, so on on off uh, defense, uh, well, on offense for the Browns, uh, how do you think they're going to attack this kind of defense here? Um, we don't know about uh, Njoku coming back yet. Uh, he did, I think, I think he didn't practice yesterday, but he did do he did do limited stuff on Monday, I think, or something like that. Um, so, what what's your thoughts on how the Browns kind of attack this uh, Dolphins defense? Uh, Bears averaged six point three yards a carry last week. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of it was uh, Justin Fields. Yes. Justin Fields. Yes. But, and he had like a seventy-five yard touchdown run. But right. like two hundred fifty-two yards on the ground is no right, no slouch. Um, I I can't imagine that the Browns are going to want to deviate from what they did all that much from what they did against the Bengals, which was just try to dominate the game. Um, they, they do need to do a better job on first down. They did a pretty bad job on first down against the Bengals. Um, Brissett just made some really nice throws on the drives where they scored to bail them yeah. out a second and nine, third and eight. Um, but the Browns offense is best when they have a lead. And so you, you can't really afford to allow the dolphins to get up. Like the way this team currently operates with Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback, who is very risk averse. It's not a team that can afford to fall behind by two touchdowns at any point in the game, because it, it puts too much pressure on the offense to, to score. And, because of too. because of Jacoby Brissett's nature, I don't think that bodes well usually for the offense. I mean, we saw yeah. it every time that he's been asked every to make a, every time he's been asked to make a play in a tight tight situation, he's thrown a pick. He's right. only thrown like four, but they've all been in bad situations. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, they're still going to have to run the ball, obviously. Um, it's it's the driving force of the offense until uh, Watson comes back, uh, and they and they need to be successful on that. Uh, it's probably going to be the driving force of the offense when he does come back. It's just true. now you're going to have a quarterback that you that can actually do something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what's going to be fun is how that off how the offense develops. I I, I imagine yeah. there's going to be a lot of zone read and read option stuff that can be played with Watson at quarterback rather than yeah. anyone else that they've had in the past. Which is going to be interesting with with a guy like Chubb, who never had that kind of other person in the backfield who who could take away attention. So yeah, um, usually he's facing everybody in the box <laughs> or close to everybody in the box, and that'll be uh, kind of fun to see him have some uh, well maybe a little more space. But um, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see if the uh, if the pass game has to kind of do more this week. Um, uh, I, I can tell you this much: Amari Cooper is going to be running naked down the field most of those plays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's if the coverage rate is as bad as you say, like how how is someone with a bad coverage grade going to stay near Amari Cooper? Right. Yeah, who's one of the best route runners in the league? Right. Yeah, Amari's so. going to have a a big game there, and. uh yeah, it's good. It, I really hope that uh, Joku can come back because that'll be a huge aid in the middle of the field. Um, 
but still, they showed success last week without Njoku. Um, they showed success last week with without tight ends. They didn't. Right. They didn't. No tight end had a reception. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I thought I thought Harrison would have a bigger role, and he didn't do anything. No, <laughs> they were just like, "What tight end?" <laughs> right. So we're um, we're, also, gonna, we're gonna run multiple linemen out there instead. Right. I also thought. I think. I wonder if we see a little bit more input from David Bell. Um, Woods was it Robert? What's his first name? Uh, Michael Woods. Michael yeah. Woods. Um, see, because usually after the bye week, you kind of you kind of get to settle in as a rookie, kind of look back on what you're doing, and uh, maybe you can have a jumping off point. So that would be kind of huge if they can get any more production behind DPJ and uh, Amare Cooper. Um, that would be huge if they can get David Bell. He, he showed snippets throughout his games, but he hasn't really kind of set his foot in. And, and Michael Woods has been playing a little bit more each week in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, um, we'll see if that if that can uh, help boost the offense. But uh, I think uh, I think overall, I think Brissett's going to have to kind of do more than he's than he's done before. Uh, this because they gotta they gotta have to keep up because I know I know the Browns defense has played well the last two games but this is a this is a whole different <laughs> the whole this will be this will be an interesting test for them um, yeah. I mean this defense has historically played pretty well against the Ravens they've right. historically played pretty well against the Bengals mm-hmm. this is a team. Very much like the Chiefs last year, who they played pretty well against in, yeah, in the first definitely. game. Right. That you need to do certain things to be able to limit them. Yeah. And a lot of that is being able to to frazzle Tua, who is probably a little easier to get to right now than someone like Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we even saw what it did to Joe Burrow a couple of weeks ago, which yeah. he, second half, he didn't really look like he wanted to throw the ball. He just wanted right. to protect himself because his left tackle decided to be a turnstile. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been kind of the big kind of upswing, I thought, in the past couple of weeks is the really pass rush has been really excellent. Miles Garrett has made plays consistently throughout the year, but um, he's getting help, and it's they're getting to the quarterback more, it seemed like, in the last couple of weeks. So hopefully that continues. They need to because uh, if you allow – if you allow Tyreek Hill and and Waddle to kind of run around for more than two and a half sec- seconds, it's it's tough to it's tough to allow. Yeah. it's tough for any DB to kind of cover them. So yeah, we can't we can't be doing scramble drill. Right. Oh, that's that's how that's how Tyreek Hill killed the Browns. If you remember, yeah. what was it last year? The opening yeah, the game? opening game. Yeah, yeah, he got loose downfield when uh, when Patrick Holmes scrambles. So. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, scramble drills against speed is not not a good idea. So yeah, <laughs> the one thing that I noticed from the defense um, against the the Bengals is that it at least looked like they were trying to have some variance with their fronts and what they were showing the quarterback and the pressures they were bringing. It, it didn't feel like the defense was very vanilla, which it did feel like against like the Patriots and the Falcons. Um, it seemed like just a very base defense where nothing creative was happening. But it seemed like against the Bengals, they were almost 
like they knew what was coming. So they felt like they could blitz linebackers and they felt like they could blitz safeties at certain times and, and shut down various aspects of their, their offense. Exactly. I'd like to see that kind of creativity continue against teams that you don't play twice a year. Right. So like it, it would be nice to see Dion Jones in there uh, with a middle linebacker blitz against Tua this week. Like just throw some things at them that they haven't seen. Right. And um, I thought Siona Takitaki had probably his best game of his career. Um, yeah, he did. Versus uh, Cincinnati. So I, I would definitely be in, in play for him, seeing more more time in the middle of the field, uh, middle yeah. linebacker. And Do we know him. what we're going to get out of Alusu Cormorow this week? I haven't really seen uh, it. Let me see. Let me pull up that, uh, what the practice was. Let me look. Let's see. Yesterday's practice. Uh, Wusu did not practice, so <laughs> not not, not looking promising. Yeah, did not practice. Um, so we we didn't really touch on this before we kind of head to our keys to victory. Um, Denzel Ward did come back. Uh, limited practice on uh, yesterday. Uh, Wyatt Teller did the same, uh, limited practice. Those are the two guys that have been out a couple weeks now. Um, Jack Conklin was limited. Um, Newsom was limited. And then Ajoku and Arusu Koromora did not practice either. Um, so it's kind of – it'll be interesting. I It looks like Ward and Teller are trending towards playing uh, just based on what I've been – what coach has been saying and what both players have been saying. And then Arusu Kormor and, and Joku are kind of the unknowns right now. Apparently um, 13 minutes ago, Joe Woods said that it's a, he's rehabbing. It's one of those day-to-day things. Ah, okay. And yeah. uh, Emerson didn't practice today with an illness. Oh yeah. Uh, and Perion didn't practice yesterday with an illness. So, as you can hear my voice, it's uh, definitely going around uh, Northeast Ohio. It's flu season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely going around. Um, Haven't gotten yeah, the snow yet, but the flu's out. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, that's coming this weekend. Really? <laughs> well, possibly, at least. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's head to our uh, keys to victory. Uh, what's uh, some of your keys to, for a Browns victory this, uh, this Sunday? I think maintaining long drives, keeping that offense off the field, um, you know, standard overpowered offense kind of things. Yep. Um, the Browns have the offense when they are running well to keep offenses like that off the field, but it's just a matter of them being able to continue to be able to keep drives going. Um, something they weren't really able to do against the Patriots in any meaningful way. Something that 
it didn't feel like they were really able to do against the Ravens in any meaningful way, even though they did score 20 points. You're, you'd speak better on that than I would because I only listened to the game. Um, so it, it's just about being able to maintain the ball, but also score more than field goals because yeah. field goals aren't going to win you this game. Right, yeah, definitely not, not a field goal game. <laughs> th- this this kind of this almost feels like I don't want to say first to thirty because this isn't the Big Twelve, no. but um, first to twenty seven probably wins. Yeah, unless twenty seven happens early in the second quarter, in which case that's all <laughs> out the window. Right, I know. Uh, yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I think the trenches will be – I think the Browns really need a win on both sides. Um, definitely on um, – versus the offensive line. They need to get after Tua. They can't make it easy for him. Um, they also have to let him stay – keep him in the pocket because Tua does scramble a little bit well, uh, better than more uh, more stable uh, – like slower quarterback. Better than Joe Burrow. Right, yes. Um so he can he can make plays out of the pocket and and as we said um, with Hill and Waddle you don't want scramble drills against him against those two so definitely keep them in the pocket uh, win the win the trenches on both sides uh, run the ball and then I think Brissett's gonna have to have a, his best game <laughs> I really do I, I think I think they'll need him to be have his best game of his Browns career. You, you brought up an interesting point. I wonder if, due to the nature of what Tua is, if Miles Garrett is going to play opposite of where he usually plays, and what kind of what kind of difference that provides for the defense. I I, I, I wonder thinking. if he'll line up against the the right tackle because Tua is a lefty. Right, that's a good point. Uh, I at least I think last week it just kind of I don't know I don't have the stats in front of me, but. It seemed like he moved around a little bit more than usual. Um, yeah, and then they they ran that all defensive end uh, right line too. Like right. they they do creative things and the defense does well. They do uncreative things and the defense gets gashed. I wonder what we should do. <laughs> but yeah, he actually flipped sides too, which is which is not something we've seen this year or the last couple of years. He hasn't really switched sides as much, so. Hopefully they're kind of moving around. They're kind of figuring out. Oh, okay, these teams are game planning against our best player on defense. We need to move them around so we they can't do that, um, and that just helps out. And we saw in the last couple games where he just has he, he's been impactful every game, but he's made those big impactful plays that kind of have uh, helped out the uh, defense from kind of struggling through the game. So. That's definitely something to keep an eye on too. Um, and as you said, a left-hander uh, as two is, um, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of put him put him on the field. See how how they attack with Miles Garrett. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are our keys. Um, the last key is just the special teams. Just don't be a dumpster fire. Be a, also, stay hydrated. Right. Yes. The yes. The, uh, the bring the, umbrellas. The visitor sideline is notorious in that stadium. <laughs> Can you bring umbrellas or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sideline full of tents. 
Right. I know they have a uh, a hurricane or something down there. I, I don't know in Miami. That's actually coming through here today. Uh, by yeah. Sunday, it should be fine. Let me. I'll actually look at this up. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what their weather is after kind of. Usually, after a hurricane, it kind of is nice a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be because that's definitely a factor. It's it's how they built the stadium. They put the opposing team in the sun. And I think it's like thirty or forty. It's some some really high difference between their sideline and the and Dolphins sideline. So. Yeah, on the during the Bills game, which was obviously in September or yeah September, yeah. it was like eighty five degrees on the Dolphins sideline, but one hundred and eighteen on the Bills sideline, <laughs> right. which is almost inhumane. Right. Uh, Sunday is a high of eighty two. 82. Okay. Generally sunny. Yeah. So it'll be warm, but yeah. it won't be it won't be feeling like cleats are going to start to melt to the field. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which has happened in the past. Yes, yeah. And uh, Miami doesn't really pose a uh, besides their weather, they don't really pose a uh, home field advantage uh, in terms of fans or anything like that. Not in the um, same way. It'll probably no. be it'll probably be decent a proportion of Browns fans down there to be honest. Right, yeah, probably. A lot of Florida is the poster child for, <laughs> for transplant state. Yeah. A lot of so. snowbirds probably getting down there. Um, so yeah, okay. So those are our keys to victory. Um last week uh Taylor was on or what not last week, two weeks ago when two uh, weeks ago Browns actually played. Um Taylor on his honeymoon, so he didn't pick. Uh, we'll just go through. Uh, me and Gerbs did the picks. Uh, we both went two and five. <laughs> this game, <laughs> this game was very unpredictable. Uh, did well, especially because you guys bet on a category that right. Well, yeah, I, I didn't even play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Thirty-two to thirteen was definitely not on my bingo card uh, during the game. So we were both wrong on the Browns. Plus three, we we both thought Cincinnati would get that. Um, they did not. Yeah, I, I, could, uh, I were, could see the vibes were in the dumpster that week. <laughs> yeah, definitely coming off the Baltimore four four in a row. It wasn't he picked great. The Browns to lose by what is that seventeen? Yeah, he, he did not. Yeah, it was. Uh, we weren't feeling too well. Um, over under forty seven and a half. They scored forty five. It was a forty five. Uh, thanks to mostly the Browns offense. Yeah. Uh, Gers was right on that. He had the uh, under. Uh, 300 passing yards for Joe Burrow. This was the really, really surprised that uh, he was not even close. He had 232, and we were both wrong. Well, at halftime, no didn't they have fewer than 100 yards of offense? Yeah. Yeah. It was like they got a lot of it on kind of scoring late in the game. Yeah. They, they, they most the of their yards came in garbage time because their yeah. first few drives of the second half didn't even amount to a whole lot of anything. Right, yeah. So that was interesting. And then the Jamar Chase one, we I I put in the post of our thing that was got thrown out because Jamar Chase later in that day that we that I recorded the pod was uh, ruled out. So that was uh, funny a little bit. Uh, Nick Chubb. So this one I was finally right on. Uh, Ninety-two and a half yards rushing yards. He got one on one. So I was right on that. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, we, we both had over 64 and a half. He blew that away. He had 131 yards. 
And then uh, kind of a, really the biggest surprise one for me was the most receptions besides Cooper and DBJ. I had Bryant. I thought maybe he would step in as the uh, primary tight end. Uh, Gerbs had Bell. Uh, it was both wrong. It went to who? It was Hunt. Cream <laughs> Hunt was the, was the third one. So it was a weird game. And obviously, we both predicted the Cincinnati Bengals to win, and the Browns won thirty-two to thirteen. So uh, we both ended up two and five. Uh, it was this is why game. you don't put money on these things. Yes, this is why you don't bet on these things because the NFL is, and especially this year, it seems like it's been one really hard. Um, every week is it? Every week is its own entity, right? Like who had the Bills losing to the Jets last week? Like uh, it's just pretty crazy to see it all what happens. The Panthers have been bad, but I don't think anyone had them getting, being down thirty-five nothing at halftime. Right, yeah, yeah. I know you watch that after the Browns game, like, oh, this Bengals. <laughs> hey, look, Joe Mixon exists, and he's playing me in fantasy. Yes. Oh God, four <laughs> touchdowns was it, or five? Five. five yeah. He had fifty-five points. Yikes. <laughs> okay, so this week uh, it is Browns plus three and a half. What's your uh, what's your call there? Um. I mean, that's basically three and a half is basically who are you picking to win? Um, I mean, they could lose by three and you still get it, but. Eh. I'll take the points. You're going Browns? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gerbs uh, gave in his uh, picks. He, he's going Browns too. Um, I'm going to go. I have, this is one more week where I just need the defense to show me. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I think they'll win more than three and a half. I, I just against this deep offense, and I I just yeah. it's one of those things they gotta show me. Two, I, mean, one I, more game. I, I don't blame I don't blame you. Down. I don't blame you at all. Um, it's the the defense eroded away so much trust in the first few weeks that like it's going to take more than a couple good performances to, to earn that back. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, I go, uh, I'll go dolphins on that. Um, over under 48 and a half. So that's quite a big one. <laughs> well, I did just say, um, winner has, winner has yeah. to have 27 points. So, uh, I'm going to go over, <laughs> over. Okay. I'm going to go over, too, and Gerbs is also going over. Um, it just seems like uh, – I know I thought this was going to be – I thought last or the last game was going to be a um, kind of a high-scoring game. It was for one team, but um, I think this game, I think both offenses will uh, have not much, uh, not much resistance in terms of the defense. So definitely, <laughs> I think, over on that. Um, next one is 86 and a half rushing yards for Nicholas Chubb. Um, I don't really have any reason to say under, I mean, aside from the fact that this defense doesn't, it doesn't give up a ton of rushing yards, but I think that's just because defenses don't need to run against them to attack them. So the, the Browns who 
are a running team and the bears who are a running team have to run to get yards and the bears got 280 200 what 86 of them or yeah. 200 like a lot so I, i'm gonna go over yeah i agree Gerbs agrees too i they they need them <laughs> they need them to go over 86 and a half yards if they go under uh, it's probably not a good sign Let's just say that. Um, well, yeah, no. If they go under, then they they fell down seventeen nothing in the first ten minutes, and they had to abandon the run. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's basic. That's basically where why you're under at that point. Yep. Uh, next one is ninety four and a half receiving yards for Tyreek Hill. I saw. I see. Gerbs went under, but two touchdowns. He said, <laughs> but two touchdowns. Um. I'm going to say over. Uh, I think I think he's probably going to have at least one long, long play in, in the game. Whether or not it's a touchdown, I don't know. But I, I think he's probably good for at least one 40-yard reception in the game. And at that point, getting over 94.5 probably won't be that hard for him, yeah. considering he's averaging a, a ton of receptions a game. Um, I, I think it... Given given that the Browns defense is going to throw someone at him that hasn't played in a few weeks, uh, over feels like a pretty safe one to bet on. I actually disagree with you. I think he's going to go under. I think actually Waddle's going to have the bigger game. Um, it just seems like uh, Denzel actually plays pretty well against Tyreek overall. Uh, I know he's coming back from injury. Uh, concussion, but I think uh, I think it's going to be barely. I don't. I think you know, it's not like they're going. He's going to shut him down or anything because Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. But uh, I think he'll be barely under ninety four and a half. That's a, that's a lot of yards. <laughs> so that's my that's my call there. Uh, I think Waddle might actually be the leading receiver in the game. That'll be my prediction. Yeah, uh, I mean that feels feels pretty good. Yeah, but I still think he goes over. Yeah. Okay, so staying on the Dolphins passing game, uh, two hundred eighty point five passing yards for Tua, over or under? Let me do a quick look at what his average per game is, <coughs> which obviously is a bit weird because one of those games he was stretchered off. But right, uh, his average is two eighty three. Um. Hmm. I'll file this one under. I probably should have looked this up before we did this, but um, he's gone for over 300 the last two weeks. Went for 260 against the Steelers. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be different and say under. Okay. Um. That's actually not going to be different than any of us. I think really? it's all. I I agree under. Um, it's. I think he's going to get like two seventy to. I mean, well, let's okay. Never mind. I'm going over. I changed my mind. Yeah, two two eighty for an offense that relies on it is. I mean, if you go under, you're not winning. Right. True. But so I'm going. I'm going over. Are you still under? Yeah, I'll stay under. Okay. 
Uh, I got a new one here. Uh, who wins the turnover battle? Uh, both teams are pretty, pretty poor. Both, team, both teams are in the negative for the season. Yeah, they're pretty poor. I just uh, looked that up too. That's what I wanted to see. They don't throw interceptions, but uh, they've done a lot of fumbles and stuff like that, and and they haven't really taken away the ball quite often, just like the Browns. Pretty, yeah, pretty similar teams. Browns are Browns are minus four. They've created eight turnover. They've created eight turnovers and turned the ball over six times or twelve times. Dolphins are minus three. They've created seven turnovers and turned the ball over ten times. So. The math would suggest the Browns would actually have a better chance of turning the ball over, but both of them, but neither of them generate turnovers. So unless Brissett has to throw a pick late in the game, uh, it doesn't really feel like the Browns have done a whole lot of that because I feel like a lot of their fumbles have come on strip sacks, which with the addition of Bradley Chubb, who should be like full go this week because he's been in the system for two weeks now, um, could happen. But and Xavier Howard is actually pretty. Uh, you know what? I'll go Dolphins. Xavier Howard. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Dolphins. They, they have some good ball hawk defenders if they need to be. They just yeah haven't really done that. I'm gonna go Dolphins too. I definitely agree with you. Um, I think it might actually be a decided like at the end of the game if they're trying to trying to catch up, and uh, that's definitely not Brissett's forte, and I think that might be the uh, the reason why. So uh, that's that. Um, so the next one is kind of interesting because it's kind of a – these two offenses are kind of built the exact opposites right now, at least right now. Um so the biggest difference in total yards. So the Browns passing game versus the Dolphins passing game or the Browns run game versus the Dolphins run game. So who do you think who what what unit you think will outperform the opposing unit more in total yards? There there's definitely two ways to think here. You could say the Browns defense is going to blow at least 7 coverages. And and look like they did in the first week, couple weeks of the season against an offense that is built to take advantage of that kind of thing because they have so much speed. Or you could say that the Dolphins also cannot defend the pass and there shouldn't be that much of a difference, so it should be in the run game. I, I think I'm going to lead run game. Um because I actually have a little bit of a little bit more faith in the defense than I did a few weeks back. They've actually done fairly well against the pass since the um, save whatever whatever again whatever devil magic that the Patriots have over the Browns. Yeah. If you take out that game, the the passing defense has actually been pretty solid for the last few weeks the Falcons, Chargers, Ravens, and Bengals, the, all those games, they were pretty solid. I, I don't even think they gave up 100 yards against the Ravens. Right. Um, but I, I think, you know, going with 
the idea that the Brown, if the Browns are going to win this game, I think the biggest difference has to be in the run game. I think they have to run for a bunch of yards and eat the clock and make up the difference that way rather than get, because I, I think they'll be able to throw the ball. I mean, they've proven they they can still throw the ball, even though they don't have a starting quality quarterback, even though he's been top 10 in the league so far this year in a lot of metrics. Right. Um, I, I think if they're going to win this game, they have to severely outgain them in the, in the ground game. Yeah. Okay. So you go Brown's run game then. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, Gerbs agrees with you. And then I'm actually going, I, I agree with you too. I, because it's not like, I just don't think the Brown, I think the Brown's passing game is going to have to keep up with them in terms of yards and, yeah, I don't think it's going to be as much of a difference as the Dolphins just don't run the ball. <laughs> just yeah, that, that's another that's another another difference that um, I just I don't think that the Browns are going to be able to be stopped through the air either. Right. So the the difference shouldn't be that big, even if the the Dolphins throw for three hundred and twenty yards. Yeah, the difference could be. 40 yards. yards. Right. Yeah, yeah. It could be 40 yards. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're all in agreement on that one. Um, and then the last one is Brown. We, I have an extra one in this week. I just noticed, but uh, Brown's touchdown leader. So this isn't including Brissett's passing touchdowns. If you, so anybody, whoever scores the most touchdowns, who do you got? And if it's a tie, then um, if if you pick one of them, then you, you know can what? get it right. So. You know what? I'm getting, I'm getting. No, I don't want to call them visions, but I see, I see a similar game to Week One, where Kareem Hunt steals the touchdowns. Ah, Hunt. Okay. Okay, I like that. That's a that's a off the board one. I I didn't even think of. Okay. Um, Gerbs went uh, Cooper, and I'm going Chubb. I know. <laughs> <laughs> got to take Chubb. You got you got to take the safe money. You got to take the safe money there. Um, he's been the touchdown maker on this team, and I think that continues. I don't know. It, it feels like it feels like a hunt in the red zone kind of week. I can see that because of their inability to stop the passing game. Yeah, especially after kind of after it seemed like last week, it seemed like a weird game for him because he was like in the limbo a little bit still, or two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, on that trade deadline, so maybe he kind of gets freed up here and he has a big game. So I, I definitely that's a that's a good underrated pick there. Um, but I'll go Chubb, and then Gerns goes uh, Cooper, and then the last one. Um, uh, the prediction. What do you got? Um, let's see. Both teams are going to score a lot. I want to say, I want to say the Browns' defense does enough that the Dolphins don't run away with it. Uh, that that they aren't able to like ever build a big enough lead that the Browns can't stay in it. So I think ultimately the Browns will win. The points don't matter here because they're they're plus on the points. So 
I'm going to say 34-28. Who did you have winning? The Browns. Browns. 34-28, okay. Gerbs had a Browns win by a squeaker. <laughs> so he didn't give a score, but uh, and then I'm going Dolphins. It's going to be actually pretty close to your score. Uh, I'm going 31. Um, it's uh, 24. I'm going 31-24. That hits the over, right? Yeah, 48. Okay, <laughs> I just had to do the math there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's. I think we're all on. Agreement probably that it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, <laughs> I'm in. The, I'm still in the kind of one more week. If this defense can show me something, one more in this week. Uh, Thing, have, things are kind of kind of lining up. I know. Like this. This is a winnable game. Yeah. No one knows what's going on in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, no, they still didn't get really an answer. <laughs> no, no. Day to day. I think I think they're just gonna they're gonna run both guys out there to warm up and then. Yeah, probably one of those things where he comes out for this week and uh, oh yeah, he's out two three weeks after after you uh, after he kind of dresses or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the concept of Jacoby Brissett versus Case Keenum should excite. Oh, literally no one. That's the matchup of the year, right there. <laughs> that's that's the kind of matchup you get in in December between two teams that are vying for the first pick in the draft. Not right. not the best team in the AFC and one team trying to save their season in October in November. Basically, a the battle of, of quarterbacks who the team really did not want them to play right now. <laughs> Didn't expect them to be playing. We don't want you to play, but sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, you're 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 the only one left here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's the, the you're better than better you're better than Baker Mayfield award right. game. Yes. Oh, go back to Baker here. Is he starting this week? Who's, God, who's starting? Uh, it's tonight in a oh, hurricane. Is it tonight. Oh my god. Yeah. It's tonight in a hurricane, and it's PJ Walker. Okay. For some ungodly reason, I don't know. I, that okay. last week was a uh, a banger there. <laughs> yeah, I was. Did he get, did he get above zero percent uh, passer rating? PJ Walker, no. Yeah, no. Okay, that's what I thought. I know he was like he had like nine passing yards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I'm not yeah, sure I'm it not... can get much worse. Right, I'm not sure what they're doing, but uh, I know he no. had what, one good game or. One and a half good games, but eesh. no, I, I I was offered tickets for tonight, and I actively chose a high school basketball scrimmage That's... over that. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, not as good as a scrimmage of high school basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that uh, that pick does not look like it's going to turn into a fourth rounder. No, I, I think no. I think at this point. Because unless PJ Walker kind of falls. No, I mean they even activated Sam Darnold. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. They yeah. they activated Sam Darnold, so like they're gonna avoid every way they can to, to giving the Browns a fourth. I, yeah, I feel like they're actually doing this on purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're actively avoiding it now. Like this, <laughs> this is their strategy now. 
<laughs> Baker wasn't the answer. They weren't winning games. He got hurt, which kind of bailed them out of having to bench him. So it'll be like, what is it? Is it 75% or something like that? So, yeah, it was like yeah. 75%. Watch, it's going to be like right when they get over that threshold, they'll put him back in. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be this game, is, just kind of a final thought here is this game is huge. It's, I know we keep saying it every week, but man, this is, when, this, when could, you... this could really swing the season here. Um, for the Browns, if they get a win, it's it's looking a lot better. It's looking a lot better. Yeah, I mean, we keep saying that every game is big because they blew the Jets game and they blew the Chargers game. They don't blow that game, and this right. this game probably isn't something that you're looking at right. as a must win. But yeah. you've put yourself in this position, so yeah. you you have to deal with it now. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun one to watch. I think so that I can say probably right now it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think, and uh, we'll see, we'll see how it ends. But um, any final thoughts? I get, I get to watch the game with my wife's family who are from Miami. So oh, oh, that'll be fun. Are they, are they actual Dolphins fans? Yes. Okay. They're. Panthers fans and Dolphins fans. So gotcha. this year they're Panthers fans. They're, they're Dolphins fans. Yeah, <laughs> that combo has been great lately. <laughs> no, it's been it's been a weird combo. I mean, they've gotten to they've gotten to see two Super Bowls right. and an zero in sixteen season or something or a one in fifteen season. Yeah, a bunch of playoff utility uh, inability and. <laughs> It's a weird combo, but like so is Browns and Panthers, which is kind of the spectrum I lie on. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that might even be weirder. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's somehow even more painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we? Go? Um. I I hope I hope we don't have to have have the discussion to fire Joe Woods on on Sunday night. Right. I know. The last. The last two times I've been on here after after a game, it's been the fire Joe Woods hour. Yeah, yeah. So that would be nice, but we'll see. Um, okay, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. This is a uh, another WI Browns podcast, uh, Browns cast uh, preview show for Brown, Browns Dolphins on Sunday. Uh, I'm your host Joe Gilbert, and this was uh, Taylor Jezerzak with me. Thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll see what's happening on on Sunday. Go Browns! Yep. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.